0: what's up everyone welcome to episode 12 of the break in the plane podcast brought to you in partnership as always with primetime productions at primetime prods on the twitter machine primetime productions.net be sure to check it out got a lot of great content across all sports there more stuff coming check it out i'm your host burge back again whether you like it or not <laughs> 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 i got now no longer tony ayahuasca but we got sammy sober now joe sure my co-host welcome back
1: how I'm you doing today, joe? G- i'm gonna stay in this dimension for the next couple months i think
0: <laughs> <laughs> ko is back again didn't get how stuck in a hole again
1: didn't Go get stuck is in Jack. A hole. just digging a bunch of holes in this earth <laughs> <laughs> putting a house in it that's it and we got a special so the surprise. whole house goes in the hole Yep. I want to just elaborate on that last part of that. So all All slabs, no uh no. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let's move on. Sorry.
0: We got our boy, primetime's (laughs) own Tommy Bennett joining us. Big friend of the pod, big Raiders fan, big fan of Josh McDaniels. Let's be real. How you doing today, Tommy?
2: I can't even do that one with a straight face, but it is it is a pleasure to be here. I mean, I've been listening to you guys since day one, so you know, definitely, you know, I, I definitely enjoy you. like what you guys have to say, what you guys do. So it's, you know, it's an honor just to be here and, to, you know, talk football. I, Bergie, I interact with you on a, on a different level with hockey and, you know, the <laughs> Boston Bruins. And But, you know, it's it's nice that I'll be able to do a different sport and kind of talk to you in a different light. And it's also nice to actually meet all of you guys. Bergie, I know I oh, missed yeah. you a couple of times on the streams. Like, I'd have yep. to hop out. You were able to hop in, you know, but now it's nice to actually be able to sit down and you know, talk to you and put a, put a name to a face.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: well, not as tall as dude, you. That was so
1: funny, dude. <laughs> We're sitting in the car, ready to roll up to the casino. And Kojak's like, dude, Bear's is short as fuck. I'm like, I guarantee he's not fucking short, bro. Just because he plays goalie doesn't mean he's not short. short I, don't that to lie, right? I don't know why. I don't know why I
0: But, but I walked in, I walked in and First I was thing, like, Holy uh... crap, you really are tall. Oh my God. I'm looking up at him. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> Makes me like, he made me feel you, short.
2: Like you do look tall. Like I mean, I know you're sitting down, but I bet if you stood up, it's like, fuck, like you're tall. How,
0: how tall do you think I am, Tommy? If you had to guess. Uh,
1: oh, what a segment.
2: God, I probably. I mean, I'd probably say you're at least like what, six, six one, six two.
0: You're close. You're close. I'm six feet on the dot. All right, I was Close, on the dot. close
2: enough. Close enough.
0: Five no, 11. no, <laughs> six feet. Don't know. Okay, five, kidding, five eleven. I w- I'm actually measured at like 5'11 and like three quarters. So I round up. <laughs> oh, you got <laughs> to, have to run 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 get the six. I round-, I
1: round down because if I say my actual height, people think I'm lying. What is your it's actual height? Six foot and a quarter. you like, six foot no, and a quarter? No way. Six foot, six, six foot and one Okay. Quarter. I was going to say.
0: I was yes. going to say because we met. We're like the same height. We're essentially the same height.
1: Yes. But I hang upside down like a bat for eight hours and <laughs> night just to keep that. <laughs> <laughs> If I if there's a five beginning on my license, my wife will just like pack my shit. She's like, <laughs> oh, if I but... can't wear heels to dinner and be shorter than you, then it's over.
0: That, I think that goes goes with that like goes for everybody. I don't care how tall
2: you are as a dude. <laughs> 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 I think
1: that's just how it goes.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Right. We got a good episode for you guys tonight. We're gonna we're gonna break down the past week of the NFL. There were some uh, very interesting scores coming out of this game, and I think probably the most interesting score that we saw. Was the first game of the week involving Tommy's own Las Vegas Raiders. Thursday night football. Basically got finally got rid of Brandon Staley for all of us. So we, we, we appreciate what the Las Vegas Raiders did in this one. We've all been calling for his head for the last couple of years. The Raiders take them, take down the charter 63 <laughs> to 21. I want to start with you, Tommy, because you're a big, big Raiders <laughs> fan here. How, how did you feel about this, this, this performance for your team? It's wild
2: that they went from, like, essentially a, a baseball score or a hockey score of three to nothing, and then they come out three days later and score 63 fucking points. <laughs> Honestly, if Josh McDaniels was the head coach, they blow that lead at halftime. 100%. percent they blow that <laughs> lead. I don't care. they blow that lead. He was notorious for that. There's no way they won this game if he's their coach. So not only would would the Chargers coach get fired, but I'm sure Mark Davis would have fired him after that game <laughs> too. But good for them. I mean, Antonio Pierce has kind of turned it around a little bit. You know, he's kind of got the guys playing more, op- you know, optimism, optimistic football. You know, they're actually playing for each other. They're they're actually happy. You know, it's something you really didn't see a lot of the year. And I mean, they just dominated the Chargers like up and down the field for a whole like four quarters it was just bad I mean I know they had a backup quarterback I know uh, Keenan Allen didn't play Uh, I'm pretty sure they're down another big receiver is Williams out I can't remember Mike Williams is out yeah Yeah. but either way the defense on that team is just garbage it's piss poor like I don't really care you know what you're missing on offense that's just a bad showing on defense uh, the whole way through I mean there's really no excuse and they have talent on that side of the ball. It's not like they don't have playmakers. It's just lack of execution. But you know, the Raiders pretty much like kick the piss out of the Chargers and <laughs> most points in franchise history, which is just nuts. <laughs> like they they struggled to like before McDaniels got fired, they were struggling just to run the football. Like in general. They were they were like with the Steelers in terms of like average yards a carry in terms of like rushing offense, it was just bizarre given like what Jacobs did the year before. And then now all of a sudden they're, <laughs> they're putting up 63 points on the chargers. It's just nuts. But to do it on a short week is even crazier to me.
0: Absolutely. 42, 42, nothing half time. I was like, that's when I looked at the score. I was like, oh, I'll check on this game. I'm like, oh, I don't need to turn this one on. Forty two, yeah. nothing. <laughs> Joe, what'd you think about this one?
1: Um, I'm going to full transparency here. This is a trust circle. our friends, I took the under not gonna lie i think i think i think the overhit in the first fucking quarter it was like 21 to nothing with like three minutes gone in the first quarter and i just like (laughs) turned on the celtics i was not not my night not my week but um i think you guys got a little something going on there with aiden o'connell i think he's got some good rapport with the wide receivers i think it's nice to see that like um Devontae, like Devontae adams could be like a big piece of that offense i think it was so like the, the craziest thing to me with the whole Josh McDaniels thing is that he couldn't like get Devontae Adams going. Like it was just like, it was just astonishing to me. It's like lack of touches for him and Renfro too. I mean, Renfro was a big part of your offense for the last couple of years. And it's like, he was getting yeah. some D literally DNPs, like special team snaps only. Like, so I think that, like you said, I think we talk a lot in the podcast about like teams that need to play with like charisma and need to play together and need to play like inspired football i think that's what you're getting from the raiders right now like you said i think antonio pierce is the exact person they needed after josh mcdaniels he's a players coach he's somebody who played in the league he's not some ohio high school coach prodigy son who just got like a silver spoon and a a red carpet to the nfl he's somebody probably had to work a lot harder for it so um i don't know what it means for the actual future of the raiders um i don't know if like I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of good bones on the team. I think the high end of the roster is really, really good. You're Devontae Adams, you Max Crosby's yeah. um, players like that. I think that that part of your roster is good. But I think when you get towards the middle and the bottom where you kind of win yep. in the NFL uh, or like what sets teams apart, I think that's kind of where you need to work on. So I don't think that you guys winning and fucking up the high draft pick, as long as you have this, as long as you're not trading away picks and you're taking as many players as you can in the draft to try to restock that middle, I think you're going to be fine. But uh, I don't think it really, like I said, I really don't think it says anything going forward. I don't think uh, the, the head coach it's, it's the head coach. It's, it's, it's a little bit of fool's gold until you kind of make it until you kind of take it to the next year. Or you take it 10, 10 plus weeks. I hope they do I'm partial to the Raiders um i always i don't know i've always i was always a uh, i always thought their uniforms were cool the colors were cool i had like a raider snap back in high school um so always partial to them and uh, i thought i thought i think al davis is funny i mean um uh i thought al davis and his son mark are just like a funny duo i think it's just i think it's so funny pf chang shit's so funny but Uh, yeah, uh, the chargers and the chargers are fucking dead in the water without Herbert. I'm so glad they cleaned house. Hopefully if it's not Belichick, like my, my dreams would come true. But if it's not Belichick, I hope it's somebody they go get like some kind of like offensive wizard. That's just going to make that, make that team work. I hope they get, I hope they get the Herbert some actual help because Eckler's dead. Williams is always hurt. Keenan Allen's getting old. So I think you actually, you got to revamp that offense uh, and get somebody in there who knows what they're doing. But uh, yeah, I think this is like a weird game where it was like very entertaining to watch, but there wasn't much stakes kind of on the other end. You know what I mean? It was just a just a fun just a fun ass football game. It's always fun to see fucking whatever 10, 12 touchdowns in a game.
0: Absolutely. And you know the the thing you know the the Chargers missed on their their first round receiver this year. Let's be real. Quentin Johnson is yeah. not anything no. like it could be. Could be this this year's Nikhil Harry. We'll call it. Without the Only kind of guys, was less
1: that, than two hundred yards receiving, dude, out of that whole class,
0: it was just crazy. I mean, Zay Flowers, you had him. There's a couple other guys. I like Rasheed Rice is another one. It, just an absolute miss. And I, there was a, I forget which week it was. It might have been the week before, the week before that, where Quentin Johnson was out there and he's dropping passes left and right. Oh, like, the Patriots, dude, the Patriots yeah. game.
1: He had that. He had the drop over the middle, and then that big drop on third down that could have kind of sealed the game a little earlier.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's just it. Josh Palmer had a good game in this one and I have yeah. been part I've been partial to him you know since he was drafted obviously I know he was like a lower kind of guy but I remember in the draft like some people were saying like he could be this class as like comp to Michael Thomas you know in his heyday he hasn't hasn't reached that point yet I think he's had he's battled a lot of injuries and stuff but I think that if they can move forward with him with their roster he could be a solid number 2 number 3 option for that offense and yeah it's great to see that The Chargers finally moved on from Staley to to get Herbert, somebody else in there, because he's wasting away there.
2: They needed to. I mean, you even go back to, like, 2021, I think it was. Like, (laughs) dude, all you had to do, like, the Raiders were the nice guys. They were just running the clock out. It was like, you know what? Oh, yeah. It's a tie game. We both go into the playoffs. What did he do? He called the timeout. Okay, so the Raiders win the game. Like, you just screwed your whole team out of going to the playoffs. That's what you did he should have been fired then and then it's just progressively gotten just worse <laughs> and it's situation yeah. after situation and the team has enough potential to actually do something relatively decent like and go on a run cuz the afc is kind of open
0: oh yeah then, but absolutely then he just,
2: you know and they just keep kind of like sliding backwards and i'm glad this was the game that they like you know good for my team but it's like <laughs> good for the chargers too because it's like what was it going to take to fire him like, how much longer were you going to let this go?
1: And that you has know? to be in the back of the player's head, too, when you're down 21-0 yeah. in the first well, quarter. And they're like, oh, well, if we give up I mean, and move by 50, we're probably going to not have to play for this guy anymore.
2: Well, and then you look at, like, even 2021, like, you look at all their faces on the sidelines. Like, I actually, like, I was glad, like, my team got in, but, like, I felt bad for Herbert because, like, you just saw his face. He's like, dude, why'd you do that? Like, we, we literally could have just made the playoffs. Why oh, don't forget?
1: forget they were up twenty-eight nothing on the fucking Jaguars last year in the playoffs yep. and lost that mm-hmm. game. So, yep. you have his first year, his first year, he fucking blows that stupid tie shit with the with the Raiders. His second year, he loses a four touchdown, a three or four touchdown lead in mm-hmm. in the yep. in the wild card round. And then this year, you're letting up, you're letting up sixty three points to a team on their second quarterback and second coach. Like, yep.
2: and then just, he, you know, and to your point too, it's like the Raiders' offense, like. I can't remember if it was you, Burge, or you, I don't know who said it, but it made really perfect sense. Like, Josh McDaniels' offense is complicated as shit. But you had Tom Brady running the offense. Okay, Tom Brady, like Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback to play the game of football, ran that offense. So it made Josh is He's McDaniels the only
1: quarterback to run it efficiently
2: exactly and it's and it's like you you literally keep, like you're taking credit for something that like the greatest quarterback did and you you had the same pieces in 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 Vegas to almost replicate that like you had a decent tight end like i don't he's not Gronk but he has like the same makeup as Gronkowski like he can go up and get balls like if you throw it to him he can make that catch he's he can he can block like you have Renfro who's Julian Edelman Dan Dole is on the sidelines. You had him too. How did you not make this shit work? You have the best receiver in the game, or arguably one of them, at least top five in my opinion. Mm-hmm. At that Am- time, he was you, for sure. And you still managed to not get him the ball. How? And it's just, and maybe, and maybe you're right. Maybe the offense is complicated, and you don't have a Tom Brady to run it. But for them to put up 63 with a fifth round guy out of Purdue, I mean. Good for you, man. Don't no, don't forget. <laughs> don't
0: forget. Jacoby Myers threw a touchdown in this one too.
2: Dude, he's actually been pretty good.
0: Yeah. Oh, we like, we is, hit on that. He actually, <laughs> yeah,
2: hasn't been, he actually hasn't been that bad this year.
0: Dude, That's he's
2: probably so somebody New England could could have used. Pain. Knock, knock, to be honest, pain. Hey. I mean, it was, pain. it was kind of shocking they got rid of him, but
1: shocking is to say the least. <laughs> For Juju, to yeah. say the least. Like, yeah, <laughs> like that guy got
2: a contract for playing with Mahomes for a year.
0: <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Well, yeah, it's it's good to see that the Chargers finally moved on. Herbert, I want to. He's a good quarterback. I want to see him get some success. So hopefully they can bring in a uh, a good hire that's going to help yep. him at least on the offensive side, if not the head coach. But revamp yep. the offensive coaching staff there. Hundred percent. Let's uh let's move on to our next game here. We're gonna talk about the Bengals and the Vikings. I believe this game was played on Saturday. It was yep. played on Saturday. Yeah.
2: I think that was the first of the trio games on Saturday.
0: Yeah. Great to see the Bengals pull this one out. I mean, it took a lot overtime to win it, but 27-24, they end up getting the victory. And Joe, I know you love you love you love you some. Jake Browning. So go I've been ahead. begging
1: to talk about this fucking team for two weeks, dude. I just dude, this is giving me major 2017 Philly vibes, dude. Major dude. 2017 Philly vibes. It's a loaded team. It's a loaded team with good skill with good skill position players at every fucking position. And it's kind of a no-name defense that can get after the quarterback a little bit. I don't know. They're just a fun, they're a fun team to watch. They're trying hard. They're playing, they're playing for each other, like we just talked about. And then I have a couple different notes written down about Jake Browning. Dude, three and one as a starter this year. Six touchdowns, three interceptions, seventy-three. 73- Percent completion rate 107 rating um and then he had today he had nine different receivers with multiple receptions and then he you can add another two with one reception so he had completions to 11 different 11 different receivers so I don't know. I just think it's I don't want to say team of destiny right now because then like DraftKings will probably alter the futures and I won't get the value I want because I know they're listening. <laughs> but um yeah, dude, I think they're they're super they're super fun to watch. I think their uh their offensive line still fucking sucks, so they gotta figure that the fuck out. Uh they can't run the ball under four yards to carry and they still let up five sacks, which is like even more ammo in the in the clip for like like kind of yeah. beating off Jake Browning here. Um I, I want to see uh, Cincinnati get in. I want to see them take out. I want to see them take out like uh, one of the top teams. I don't know if it's a great story for like a Super Bowl or anything like that. Jake Browning is. isn't like. I, I I know. I it would be. I don't know. I'm a huge Joe Burrow guy, so I'm trying to like downplay it a little bit because like I think Joe Burrow is like the best player of the position. I know Mahomes is the most talented, but I think Burrow is one of the better players of the position mm-hmm. in the of the last decade. So I'm really partial there. But something makes, something makes me want to say that Burrow might be, uh, I don't want to say available, but not as unavailable if this team goes deep in the playoffs without him.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, we what do we say on this podcast all the time With in regards to Joe Burrow? The best ability is availability. He's been hurt a lot. He's been hurt a lot for this Bengals yeah. team. And it's hurt them in the past. But this year they got a guy that's, for whatever it's, reason, the team is out. playing for him. They're playing for him. They're balling out for him. I did see today that. I think Jamar Chase is going to miss some time. I think I saw to, that too. Due to I an injury he sustained, yeah. And that that's a big that's a big loss for that yeah, offense. I mean, they still have a ton of talent, but but
1: Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I yeah, want to see them get in the play.
1: He's suspected ruled out for next week versus the Steelers, but um it's not expected to be a long-term injury,
0: which is good, which is that's good, good cuz
1: but a shoulder injury for a wide receiver, especially someone like as like a talented and athletic as like Jamar Chase, it kind of yeah. might hinder kind of like what he's really good at. I I was impressed
2: by this game like watching it
1: because like
2: Minnesota has a had a, they've had a pretty fairly good defense, so for Cincinnati to really kind of get after them the way they did, and hats off to the like you said the Bengals defense kind of like underrated. You know, not a lot of big names, but they dude they stuffed Mullins. Like in a short yardage situation, there to like extend that overtime, and I can't remember who caught that pass. Was it Boyd? From uh, was it? But I think Browning uh, escaped. He escaped the pocket. He got out. He oh yeah. Beat that clutch. That clutch throw. He beat Murphy. His oh yeah, yeah, teammate. yeah, yeah. Yep, dude. Just to just to extend it, man, it's like. Good for Cincinnati, especially the way the T, Higgins. the
1: T Higgins catch on the sidelines and reaches around the defender to score a touchdown. Like that was that was one of the cooler plays I've seen.
2: And just think of how the year started. Like Burrow signs that big contract, he's hurt immediately. You thought their season was kind of done. He comes back, he gets hurt again, and then here comes Browning, dude, and he just like the Bengals are still in the mix. They're not. Hell yeah. Not out Hell of fucking and, yeah. And it's just – and it's kind of – I don't know if it's more of a testament to how, like, maybe weak the AFC is because it's so open. Mm-hmm. But good for Cincinnati just being in the mix still and being able to just kind of weather the storm and just stay in it.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I, I saw something today um, that the Indianapolis coach is the favorite for the coach of the year. But if Cincinnati finds a way to get into the into the playoffs – you got to oh, think yeah. that Zach Taylor is going to be serious consideration for that, for being able to keep the team afloat, given how they started. I and saw the Browns do... guy, too. Yeah, Stefanski absolutely deserves to be in consideration for that, given what... How many
2: quarterbacks did he use this year? Four, dude. Yeah, like it's Walker, uh, Watson, uh, Flacco, and who's the other one? Uh, the long... Thompson. Thompson Robinson. Yeah. There you go. That's it. DTR. And they're still, like, finding a way to do it. I mean...
0: Absolutely. And that's the crazy thing. Like these guys, these, especially in the AFC, a lot of these, these coaches have had to deal with these significant quarterback injuries. And, you know, you're really finding out who the real coaches are and, you know, maybe a little bit more about the backup quarterbacks that they have, but the coaches to keep the team playing when you lose the most prized piece of your franchise is incredible. And, if Cincinnati finds a way to get into the playoffs they uh, he absolutely deserves to be in consideration i I've, I've always been one to say that he's a buffoon he was a buffoon he's a product of the talent that he's got on his field on the field but i can't i can't say that anymore because yeah. of what this team is doing and especially how they started the season i remember they were they were in the basement when we started this podcast you know 12 weeks ago and it was a
2: rough start weren't they like one in four like they
0: were awful were like, yeah yep. awful one and, and four.
1: Then they went three. They went three and zero oh with Burrow right when he got back, and then he got, he got and then ahead. he ended up getting hurt again. Yeah,
0: And they haven't missed a step. They haven't really missed yeah. a step. They've lost a couple a game here, a game there, but like they're they're still right. They're right right in it. Right in it's it. Too. It kind
1: of reminds me of their Super Bowl run too, dude. They were kind of in disarray yeah. in the beginning mm-hmm. of that season, and they got fucking white hot at the end of the season. And I think, dude, they, dude, are receiving, their dude T Higgins and fucking, mm-hmm. they're so good. I know Jamar Chase got hurt and he's gonna miss time, but dude, they're Higgins so. Fucking good, bro. Somebody's going to throw, somebody's going to pay him $20 million a season. It's going to be worth well, that's, it. That's actually what I was about to ask you guys. I was like, do you think he stays or do you think
2: he goes? I mean, they, I got to think they use the franchise tag on him. That's,
0: I, I that's, that's a good point. That's a good how point. How old is
1: he? He's, oh, he's his old. rookie deal. He's coming yeah, off, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. I could known, see man. them using that tag, but I don't think they have the ability to sign him long term, especially because Chase is going to be right behind him.
1: He's fucking twenty-four. Jesus Christ! And like some I, team's I, gonna pay
0: him, and I don't uh, know if he's got the got the
1: call me nuts.
0: Go ahead. If you're the
2: Patriots, just draft yeah, well, Jr. Sign T. Higgins, bringing Kirk Cousins, and you're you, there. You go, <laughs> Joe. You're sign me up. Comment. So we can so we can lose in
1: the divisional round for two years and then fucking start over.
0: (laughs) Hey, draft the quarterback the next year. That's it.
1: That's it. I'm not. I'm. If we shot. If we do, we'll fucking do this in a couple minutes. But if we do the veteran QB, (laughs) if we do the veteran QB bullshit, we better be fucking drafting a QB this year and the year after and for fucking infinity. Because I don't give a fuck. Did it even shows? Dude, Burge rails on the fucking first round quarterbacks all the time. And then you look at players like fucking Jalen Hurts, who was a second round pick, and the team was built up around him, and he still fucking sucks. So I just I it's you gotta, you gotta um, you gotta, you gotta just keep drafting quarterbacks. And we'll yeah, get but to- I feel,
2: yeah. I feel like that can go like either way, though. Like, okay, like look at like the 49ers. Like they gave that asinine haul to draft Trey Lance, and that's. That didn't work. But then you have a guy like Brock Purdy who was literally the last pick in the draft, and he's fantastic. Might win the MVP. The, I don't want to hear like the whole system QB. So thing, he's like, the only he's quarterback
1: doing. out of that draft that could have worked in that offense. I totally disagree with that.
2: No, but no, but I'm just saying, like, look, like my point is like you can draft somebody in the seventh round that it works, or you could like give up a haul for like the third overall pick. Like, look at the Panthers. They gave well, up the, I, they gave up that massive haul for Bryce Young, and he
1: hasn't been great. Well, it doesn't fucking matter who the fuck you put on the fucking Patriots right now. If they don't have fucking anybody to throw the fucking ball to or That's fucking block, say, it bro. doesn't That's matter. That's why I I dude, I totally agree. If you have if you can't get if you can't get one of the if you don't like Drake May or if you don't like Jaden Daniels, you have to you have to pick Marvin Harrison Jr and then go back into the draft and fucking draft another and, and draft a QB. And if it and if he's not ready, then find a journeyman, fucking get Baker Mayfield. Like get get a player like that, dude, and just plug and play. You got to start. You got to start winning games. to get the winning culture back here. Once you start the, getting the winning ways and the winning culture back, yeah. then free agents are going to want to sign. You don't have to pay a hundred million dollars and overpay for players like Nelson Aguilar and overpay like for for players like John New Smith. So, like, there's a lot of things that go into it, but it doesn't. For the yeah. fucking quarterback, it could be fucking Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones. It doesn't fucking matter. The team sucks. It's. So frustrating! is so frustrating, dude, because like they don't have enough draft picks, they don't have enough draft picks. The team sucks so bad, they don't have enough draft picks to <laughs> fill all the holes. But they have 75 million dollars in cap space and hopefully fucking craft wants to spend. That's the but you're right, dude. You have to, you have to, you have to draft skill position players high in the draft. You have to, like, who are we just talking about, right? We're talking about Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, a top 10 pick, right? Yeah, like, they, it's I think, I think, I think Drake, I think Drake
2: May is going to be like another, like Mitch Trubisky. I don't know why I have that. I, I I just, I don't know why. And I'm not like trying to say he's not good. I'm not trying to say he's, you know, not somebody that could be a, a, a legitimate starter. Like Sam Howell, I don't think is horrible. He didn't get drafted super high, but like I have a feeling like Drake May is going to be another Mitch Trubisky, and Mitch Trubisky was not great. I hope and I so think if my- you and I think if you're the Patriots and you go that route, that's I don't think that like if you pick Drake May over Marvin Harrison Jr., like you deserve to be in the basement again. That's just me. Like I think there's only a few quarterbacks you take with that number two pick.
0: All right. Love it, love that Joe's awake right now. Let's go. let's go, let's We're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on to the next game. I think this is a perfect segue. We're gonna talk about the pass and the Chiefs next. We're gonna move that one up the up the agenda to talk about it because Joe's pretty fired up right now, and I and I want to capitalize on that. <laughs> Chiefs beat the uh, Patriots twenty-seven to seventeen in New England. Patriots looked halfway decent in the first half, fell off in the second half. Again. Seems to be, seems to be Bailey Zappi's mo that he can start a game, but he can't close one. Um, threw a bad interception in the second half. I think it might have been the first play that, he, that, that yeah. of the possession. the second half like and just through that bad interception. The, the
2: broadcast was like, "Yeah, Billy Zappi looking strong," and then throws that like really <laughs> bad pick. I was like, "Well, you just jinxed the dude." Like,
0: <laughs> game was over at that point. The game was over at that point. It could you could argue that it was over before that, but it was over at that point. And Chiefs go up two scores, Patriots aren't coming back. We, we, I think we all know where we feel about this game and how it went down. But I want to continue, continue this draft talk because Mr. Joe got a little, little, little amped up there. I want them to draft Marvin Harrison. I, Tommy, I agree with you on Drake May. I'm very hesitant on the high quarterbacks because of the, excuse me, the, um, I'm trying to think of the right word here. The The probability that that pick is going to bust out. And I think it's less than 50% that a first round quarterback is actually going to hit. Marvin Harrison jr. Is a generational talent at the wide receiver position. I want that with this team and for a team that has, has struggled so mightily to draft a wide receiver and actually make it work. We can go. I don't, I can't even remember the last one. And you, you, you could throw Julian Edelman at me, but that he, that doesn't count. I'm talking about like a legitimate, high invested Deion wide Branch. receiver. Probably Dion Branch is probably the last that's, one. I think that's
2: and that was a long time ago. That oh, it was
0: a two decades ago, man. I was freaking still in school in, in, in like yeah. high school or middle school when that happened. All right. So it's been a long time to name off like Aaron Dobson, Taylor Price, Chad yeah, Jackson. Man. Like I could continue on down yeah. the road with that with the, the guys that have busted out of oh. here. He seems like he's a can't miss prospect. I want that here. And I'm hundred percent with you draft him sign a guy like T Higgins or another top receiver on the market. I don't have the the market in front of me, so I don't know every name, but T Higgins is a big one and sign somebody like Baker Mayfield, Kirk cousins come in here and play. You want to draft a quarterback in the later rounds this year? Fine. But I'm willing to defer my first round pick to a quarterback another year because as to Joe's point, this team has a ton of holes, and it's not a, gonna, going to be a one-year fix no matter how you do it. You could you could spend the hundred and something million they have in cap space. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hit on everyone. We found that out a couple of years ago with the Patriots. As Joe said, Johnny Smith, Nelson Aguilar, like bad signings. <laughs> You're going to have them. You're going to have them. You're going to have those bad picks. But if you get that generational talent at the wide receiver position and you bring in a veteran guy who – Baker Mayfield's balling out right now. We'll get into it when we talk about our picks later. Like Baker Mayfield is bawling out. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And Kirk Cousins, a guy coming off an Achilles injury, who is basically a game manager type that can come in and be effective. He's not perfect. He's a he's a good QB. He's not great and he's not elite, but he's good. He can fill that void. And again, I'm gonna say this right now. I'll take Jimmy Garoppolo here to play a year. I'm okay with that. That dude wins games. That dude wins dude, games. Gone, how dude. Best Let, me availability. Let me finish. Let me finish. I understand <laughs> he gets hurt. I understand oh, no. he gets hurt. I understand he gets hurt. I know that. But if you have a young kid that comes in here, or you, he, Bailey Zappi's going to play two, three games, Oh, for I'm okay so. with it. It's a transition year next year for the, for, for the New England Patriots for me. I'm as not a, expecting big things. As, I'm not expecting a, big things. As a Raiders fan,
2: like, Garoppolo's on the bench right now because they don't think – like, they actually think O'Connell is giving them the best chance to win.
0: That's fine, but they're they're in a lost season. They're in a lost season, so why wouldn't you play the kid?
2: I I wouldn't bring Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, unless, like, everybody else is gone, like, then that's fine. But, like –
0: All he does is win games.
2: Yeah, he also – hey,
1: best (laughs) – yeah, availability, man. He's made of fiberglass.
0: He um, is. Dude, I, I, I won't argue that. I won't argue that. I'm willing to take ever
1: the since the ever since the porn star ponytail tweet. He's been fucking cursed, bro. It's awful.
2: I, I and you know, what? I didn't like hate the signing entirely because I'm like, OK, you know what? Like, he's not great. He's not bad. He can at least like move. Josh McDaniels turned him into a turnover machine. I don't know what the hell happened to him compared mm. to what he did last year. It was just bad.
1: He, he need an a team offensive to a stupid line like you fucking read it. But, dude, the, the San Fran's offensive line is nasty. So I think my whole fucking thing comes back to is, like, you need to hit – on so many fucking draft picks as if you're the Patriots this year, it's not even funny. And you guys are 100% fucking right. If you pick a quarterback at two or three overall, and then leave the team as currently constituted, like without a Marvin Harrison Jr. like generational talent type on the outside, you're going to be fucked anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't really fucking matter. So what you, what my dream scenario would be is that you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. high, and then one of these three quarterbacks is going to fall. I know it's going to, everybody says that four quarter I don't know who the fourth is, but everybody says four quarterbacks are going to go in the top 20. I don't think that's going to fucking happen because everybody saw what happened with the Panthers last year and they're going to get fucking scared. I hope I hope that one of these quarterbacks just starts falling and we can trade back into the first round in the early 20s and get get a quarterback there, sign a veteran, put that rookie behind the veteran and start a winning culture again. Get a Kirk Cousins type, give him a give him a high-priced free agent, give him a Marvin Harrison Jr. on the outside. Get, bring back a healthy Mondre. Bring back a healthy Zeke. And then you add Judon and Gonzalez to one of the top three defenses in the league this year, and now you're cooking. Maybe not a Super Bowl, but competitive. Winning yeah, games. We- in, in, in games where you don't have to hold the team under 10 points. Maybe complimentary football, like a, a a side of the ball picking up a side of the ball that doesn't happen very often. So, like, I think that this team is so out of balance and so out of whack the things that I will say is that I think that some of the stuff that I was reading after the last couple of games, like comments that like players like Barmore and comments that players like Andrews are making, it sounds like the, the pillars of the team, past and present, are still kind of on board. So that is a that is a really good thing. I'm kind of Bill eventually needs to go. It's not, it's something tells me that it doesn't really matter what happens at the end of the season, that he's not going to be gone. I do think that they need to bring in new personnel guy, but the whole thing comes down to dude, you need to start winning. You need to start winning next year. You need to start winning next fucking year. If, dude, if the Patriots sign an $80 million, if they give $80 guarantee guaranteed for a wide receiver, spend a top three pick on a wide receiver, spend a bunch of guaranteed money getting a veteran in here, and then letting and, and kind of like souping up the fucking team to let Belichick go win and like break this record, and they start like 1-3, 0-4, you're getting like, 10 or 15 snaps a game for Marvin Harrison Jr. after you take him to overall and you're getting all this like petty bullshit. Dude, you you can't give him the sanctimony of like the legacy. and You got to fucking get rid of him. If you're investing in this team and you're giving him the keys to a Ferrari and he's going to start crashing it and burning out in the parking lot and driving it recklessly, you have to take the fucking keys away. So, like, I'm going to keep moving the goalposts. I'm going to keep fucking moving it because I want to keep rooting for this team. I want to keep fucking supporting the team. I want to keep being behind the team, keep being passionate about the team. Like, I obviously can't stop doing so you gotta fucking. I want Bill gone, but if he's not gonna be gone, take fucking personnel, take game day personnel, take even substitution package personnel on offense away from him, and then you fucking soup up the team and you let him go chase the record with a fucking Ferrari instead of a fucking what do we call them? a Geo Prism last week, dude. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's getting to a point where you just need you just need the good players. Like no 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 more but, bullshit. Nothing. Just get good players.
2: And that's what I kind of like. Agree with you. Like, I don't, like, I I really don't think it's a coaching issue entirely. Like, it is, but it's not. Like, the defense is still playing extremely well, despite the injuries, dude. Yeah. And you, you, dude, you went the two best players on your team are gone, and you're still
1: balling out on defense. Yeah. And
2: the defense, like, went what three games in a row where they allowed 10 points. They, they lost those games, but that's not because of the defense. It's because of the, and there was a
1: bullshit penalty on a turnover versus the Chiefs, dude. I think that led to points. So it's like, yeah, I mean, dude. If you think about it, dude, they let up. They let up uh, two. Uh, they let up three touchdowns. One was a garbage touchdown. To one of the best teams in the league, dude. Like, should be able to win those games, even if like, you don't have at, your starting quarterback.
2: So like, so, like, looking at like the draft order, like, what quarterbacks do you think would even be in the second round? Because I agree, but like, what? Do you, oh, do you next. Think, what do you think the Bears are doing at one? Are they taking a quarterback or are they taking a skill player? Because they also have the. One, two, three, four, five, six. They also have the eighth pick. So
0: they—they they may. You could very well see them take a like
2: Marvin Harrison and then draft a quarterback at eight because someone's going to fall.
0: I think that there's four quarterbacks that possibly could go in the first round, and it's Daniels. It's obviously Williams and May, and then Bo Nix is the next one. Bo yeah. Nix is the next one McCar- out of Oregon. McCarthy's
2: going to go down, but I he'll don't think drop. He's like-
0: and imagine if the Patriots were to take McCarthy. I know I know I don't I'm not very high on him but you're going to get your next Michigan quarterback in here to carry oh, the team for 20 God. years.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not saying I want it. I'm not saying I want it. All right? Relax. I'm not saying I want it. But
1: I'm I back. just want good players to root Fine. for. Fine. Just get good players, put them in Patriots uniforms, pay them whatever the fuck they want and go win football games. Fucking Fine. formula solved.
0: Fine. Fine. Fair. That's fair. That's fair.
1: I'd rather yeah, see them yeah, trade.
0: I'd rather see them trade up into the first back into the first round, not to take a quarterback. I don't want to take a ta- left tackle, an offensive tackle. Yes.
1: Yep. And an find a replacement tackle. for David Andrews. God damn it, that man is sad. Get him some help. Well, oh he's my go- god, he's so sad, dude. It, 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 oh, it's heartbreaking. So it, it, it is, is dude. It's so way. heartbreaking, and the team fucking sucks. Ah. Oh. How do you oh, feel for dude, Matt Slater? Matt Slater. Nah, I don't give a fuck. What? What? How do you not? Nah, get give- he doesn't. He doesn't. doesn't do it for me. Absolute I love Matt Slater, dude. One of the best one of the best humans on earth, but that eh, doesn't do it for me.
0: Man. I thought you were cold, but man, you just took, you just stooped to a new level with that one, man. You can't. I
1: don't care. He came I, back. I used
0: to, he came back for this year.
1: I wrote a letter to Brad Stevens to asking him to politely to trade Grant Williams in the middle of a, in a run to the fucking finals. Like, I don't I I want my I am a I am a I love players, and we were talking about before about the Jason Tatum thing. That's why I'm like really partial to the Celtics now because I was a Duke guy. I was a Tatum guy. I was amped when he reclassed and he went to and he he decided to go to Duke. But like, I don't know. It's that I I am so hell bent on my teams being fucking good because I grew up because I I grew up and we just fucking time so spoiled. spoiled, I don't care. That's the way I am. I own it. I don't give a fuck, dude. dude. Dude, fucking like, cut me, trade me, kill me. I don't yeah. care if the team is good. I don't care. I I would rather pay nine hundred dollars to sit in the last fucking seat in Gillette to see the Patriots play a fucking preseason game than I would to pay five dollars to get in to watch Mahomes beat my favorite team, dude. Come on, bro. You gotta go. <laughs> oh, you gotta go, dude.
2: We're 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 just we're all just spoiled in our own ways. Like I mean,
0: I'm the realist. I'm the realist here. Let's be real. The only, the only thing I'm not real on is Bill Belichick. I'll go down with the ship with him. I don't care what it takes. That's my right, clue. I, that,
2: I, I would actually honestly cool. say give him – I'd honestly say give Bill one more year.
1: The but, whole like, year but, next
2: year? He starts yes. 0-9 no, and you're yep, keeping no, him? No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'd say give him one more year. This Dude, I don't – like honestly, like – and I understand. We, we alluded to it earlier with like, you know, you go down – you, you lose key players, and, you know, coaching is kind of what helps right the ship and just kind of gets players to play better. I don't think they're playing poorly to the point where it's like, this team's a dumpster fire. They just have nothing on offense. The defense 100%. is keeping you in games. They are. Dude, that game against the Chiefs, like, they actually kept the team in the game.
1: 100%.
2: You get more players on the offensive side of the ball, it, it Dude, if this defense plays the same as it does last year, you're talking about them getting a wild card spot, maybe chasing Miami or Buffalo, depending on what that looks like next year. But it's like the Patriots aren't – they're not a dumpster fire, dude. They're not – like they're not. They're like – they could be so much worse – but they have nothing on offense. Like if
0: the Patriots had a competent offense in those three games where the defense gave up ten points, we're talking about them being maybe the outside course. looking in, but they're they're in contention for yeah, the it, last yeah, three weeks to be in, in that.
2: You're like the Raiders right now. That's actually where still, they would
1: be. They would look like a
2: six and eight team
1: it, it's like a catch in 20. the mix. It's a catch 22 though, because like they're in this mess because of Bill and they're not a mo- dumpster fire because of Bill. They're on the verge of being a dumpster fire because of Bill's roster management and his lack of being able to acquire skill, yeah, position, talent. Yeah, but they're, but they're, absolutely. he's staving, he is staving them off from the brink of extinction, dude, because of his coaching. He's coaching his balls off on defense. I totally, I can see that, dude. But like, yeah, ju- you. The offensive side of the ball is so much more important than it used to be, and it's such yeah. a large blind spot in Bill's game that, like, I understand you're like, it's not like I don't hear you guys, and I don't like partially agree with what you're saying. Yeah. I've already talked about it on the pod but about failed, how I understand how it's going to go. Jones, too. Yeah, and, dude, they go to they went ten and 7, they went ten and seven with him as a rookie, yeah, dude, dude. You couldn't you couldn't like built this,
2: upon that. I was rooting for Mac Jones. I was like, you know what? Good for them. He fell to fifteen. It just seemed like a gift. And then I'm like, okay, cool. You had like a decent rookie year, like build upon that. And you bring in Matt Patricia to run the offense. What the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. and you know what? That's a conversation probably for a different day, but I'm with you. Like, I definitely see what you're saying. I'd say let Bill run it back one more year. If it just turns out like it is this year and you add pieces to the offense. Yeah. It's time to move on.
0: Mm-hmm. You,
2: you, know, you can't, you can't keep doing what you're doing as much of a legend as he is and what he's done for the organization, you kind of cut ties at that point. Like, you can't just keep doing this anymore. Like
0: Final final thought, because Bill's his own worst enemy when it comes to basically making his coaching job harder, how much blame do you put on the owner for not stepping in sooner? Because Bill, we know, can coach his ass off. We've seen it. He's doing it. I, I would say, I'd argue he's doing it this year, especially defensively. Defensively, he's doing it. Yeah but the fact that he hurt his 15th overall pick and didn't add to the offense this year. I put more of that on the owner than the coach, because we know what the coach is. We know what the coach has done, but the owner didn't step in.
1: I want and to that's... ask you two
2: a question.
0: Last... You, you,
2: you guys would probably know more than I do. Like how much more like does, I guess Bill's like the, He's what coach and manager. So, how much more of a say does he have? Like,
1: just
0: he has final strategy? say, he's got okay. final, say. Yeah, he's got the final yeah, say. yeah, but
1: he has. Yeah. So, I think he's working within a budget that a real cash budget that that craft gives him. So, I think Bill's really good at inflating the cap number and not paying out. Cause, like, if you look at it, the Patriots spend to the cap every year, but they're like in the bottom five of like real cash spending every year besides like 2001. So, yeah, there Burge Burge is correct where like. There is more there is, there should be more onus put on the coach here based on the uh the real cash spending of the team. But it is Bill's final say. So I think there's stuff at the high end of the roster that probably craft is um craft is more uh culpable for. But there's also like six or seven players that play every week that only play special team snap, that which is like twice as many as any other team. So there's there's culpability on both sides there. But I don't think that uh, Robert Robert Kraft probably I would say Bill 51 percent of the blame just because he has more to do with the actual players and who it is. And I would say Kraft like 49 percent of the blame because he's obviously there's some restrictions put on there. I mean, if you could spend I mean, some of these teams are spending like fucking crazy. There's teams are spending like in real cash, like. Almost a hundred million dollars more than the Patriots. Yeah, I don't know how the Rams did it, but they did it. It's just, I don't, I and remember. they don't fucking suck. So everybody who said yeah, that yeah, it's gonna but, come back and bite them in the ass, yeah. we're fucking stupid, bro. The cap is dumb as fuck. Like, Get the whoever, hell out of here.
2: Like who? The cap
1: owns. is just something that the that the owners made up so they all could like they could all fucking manage and make sure that they're not spending crazy amount of money on these six to seven billion dollar entities. I'm like, dude, ca- crap! You brought the team and you've made tenfold your money back, bro. And, like, dude, you are a god in this area. You're going to be a Hall of Fame coach, a Hall of Fame contributor to the league, bro. Like, we, you're, you've done it, bro. Like, oh, it's just so aggravating, dude. Like, you're a prude businessman. Now it's time to give something to your fans. Like, you you got lucky for 20 years with Tom Brady. You got fucking lucky. You hit on a fucking scratch ticket for a million dollars. And now it's time to fork over some of that money from getting lucky and give it back to your fans. Who you've, who you've given this product to, who you've set the standard of excellence to. You, need, you owe it to the fans, the fans that have always paid the highest ticket, the highest concession prices, and we will continue to do that as long as the team is a viable product. End rant. Let's go on to the fucking Lions. Somebody bite my fucking kneecap.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I,
2: I hope they make the Super Bowl.
0: Okay, yeah, that's what we like to hear.
1: <laughs> oh, the my Detroit. God, this podcast, dude, a Super Bowl preview where we just get two weeks to talk about the fucking Lions? the world would run out of crisco there would be an international shortage of crisco it would be like the toilet paper epidemic of 2020 you would have to market, <laughs> and you could only buy one package of crisco cuz of how much crisco uh, we would need to cover this podcast in.
0: So, love it I'm fired. The, no, you're good they beat you're, good. The you're the good
1: shit out of the broncos
0: they did 42 to 17 and sammy laporta baby Dude, he's an
1: game.
0: absolute stud for that team. You know, you know what? You want know you know something
2: funny? He had more touchdowns in that game than the Detroit Pistons have wins all season.
0: That's
1: just <laughs> nuts. <laughs> I and love that. They, remor- they're up to twenty-something losses in a row, right? That's like I don't pay attention. They started to enjoy, the like, season. They, they were like two and bad. two. They won like two of their first five games, and then they haven't won since. I they're twenty-four. The Wizards, dude, the Wizards. Dude, the Wizards have lost, like, I think it's like 19 of their last 20, and their only win is versus the Pistons. That's how bad these two teams are. <laughs> They're so fucking bad. That's pathetic. Anyways,
0: back Joe, to the Lions. Joe, What's who, does this, who does this game say more about? 42 to Lions. It says more about Lions, the Lions,
1: what? dog. It says more about the Lions, dude. This is a bounce-back game. You have a team yeah. that's – that you have a hot team – Coming in, a team, you're not really, you're playing for seeding, not your playoff live. The team that's coming in is playing for their playoff lives. They're probably playing for some high-ranking people on their teams, i.e. their quarterback and their coaches' lives in the league. So I think that the Broncos had, I would argue the Broncos had a little bit more to play for in this game. And I think the Lions came out and they made a fucking statement, dude. I have a, a... I did a little research on this game cuz this was this was this was a fun box score to look at, dude. Jared Goff, dude, I watched some a little bit of all 22 of him, dude. If he gets the ball off on his three and five step drops like right when he right when he hits his back foot on the drop back, he is so fucking efficient, dude. He is 278 yards, five touchdowns with 135 rating, dude. The they they had six different players with multiple receptions, and they had Amon Ross St. Brown, nine targets, seven receptions, 112 yards. Sam Laporta, three TDs on six targets, dude. That's efficiency, dude. And yeah. then you go over to the rushing side of the ball, dude. They had, they averaged yeah. 6.6 yards a rush. They had Jameer Gibbs, that averaged nine yards a rush on 11 touches for, in, with a touchdown. And then you had David Montgomery, who's your secondary back, who's your more your bell cow, goes for 17 for 85, and averages five yards a carry, dude. This team team when they're it's 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 scary how good they are at home so i hope they hopefully they get a home playoff game but dude when they're on time they're on schedule they're so fucking efficient dude they were running the ball on first down and they were being they were in second and three second and four second and two every time like clockwork like clockwork like clockwork dude they have they have so many different pass catchers and they have so many different players that can play different dude Uh, Jameer Gibbs can line up as running back. He can line up in the slot. He can line up. He can line up on the outside. He's that talented, dude. And then you have Amon Ross St. Brown, who's just in talented. He can line up on the outside. He can line up in the slot. He can line up as the Z like the old Aaron Hernandez, like kind of flanked out on the side of the, on the the side Mm -hmm. of the tight end. Dude, there's this team and their offense is so creative. And Jared Goff, when he's upright on time and on schedule, they're super efficient, dude. He, 135 rating. Doesn't it only go up to 158 point something? Like, dude, he yeah. has, I mean, he's throwing the ball 35 times and he has a near perfect rating. Like, I it's, I love watching the, dude, when the lines are on, they're fun to watch. I think the defense had a good day. I think this is, if we're talking about who's, who's the, say more about i think the the game itself says more about the lines but i think the 17 point total is way more indicative of the broncos ineptness when they're not playing at altitude and playing versus a team that's traveling to altitude Maybe. so i mean russell wilson is just not they're not efficient enough he only he, he 18 of 32 and then they rush for 32 yards and then your number one wide right receiver jerry judy has less than a 50 percent catch rate seven targets three receptions like they're if you're gonna if you're gonna have Detroit like they were firing at all cylinders, you gotta you gotta be more efficient with that than that to keep up.
0: I, I don't have much to say yeah. on this one here, other than I'm pants down for the Detroit Lions. I am all in on this team to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. My Patriots are out of it, so I'm picking a team pop, to jump on the bandwagon. bandwagon. like it all the listeners of this podcast know where you are humongous Detroit Lions and Houston Texans fans because I see we Stroud. built
1: the bandwagon. We I, I balanced those fucking tires before we put them on the wagon. All right. Hell yeah. So
0: I don't have much to say. I great bounce back game. Exactly what I wanted to see from the Detroit Lions in this one here. Tommy, what do you think? Are you are you buying into the Detroit Lions hype?
2: I've been like I I mean I'm I'm really just excited for them as like a franchise. Like I feel like if you're if you're like a team that sucks and you're a team that just has no culture and you're a team that has just been stuck in mediocrity for as long as you have, like the Raiders, like you want a guy like Campbell, you, like you do though. Like you want a guy like, Campbell. no, I totally like, agree. No. Like, mm-hmm. look at, like, I mean, he just literally like was writing the ship and you got to be excited for a guy like Jared Goff. Like, absolutely. Was, like, like that guy was like, like the Rams, wanted, the Rams wanted Stafford, but like just to make money work, they just threw Goff in mm-hmm. and, Yeah, Stafford's got a Super Bowl, but, like, look at the way Goff's playing, dude. It's like he kind of, like, rejuvenated his career. They have a lot of young talent, impactful talent. It's just nice to see that the Lions are kind of, like, the cream of the crop of this NFC after being kind of stuck. It's just a shame they couldn't do this with, like, Stafford and Johnson, you know?
0: absolutely it's I totally kind of like agree
2: a with that because like those two th- those two are like detroit icons like
1: goes to show you why the football why football is like the ultimate team game dude you could have doesn't yeah. matter dude, we just talked about it with the raiders bro they fucking their top end talent is is top notch dude they have some of the best players at their position groups in the league but so didn't the lions when they had stafford it was a top yep. five quarterback megatron was a top three receiver for whatever the nine or ten seasons he played so it's crazy. Like, I think, it, it, dude, we were talking about this in the group message. Hey, you got to build from the inside out, dude. This, these, yeah. the, the Detroit's got a good line. They can run the ball. They can, and if they keep golf upright, dude, they, they win, dude. They and coach, they're just, dude. and they're just
2: well coached.
1: Yeah. yeah and they dude, dude they play for that motherfucker, too. They, they play do. for that dude. They play I mean, for he, that dude. If he
2: could actually go out there and play, he would. Like, oh, I'm, yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm convinced he would actually go out there and like suit up and hit somebody.
1: And but dude, what do we have? We have Dan Campbell, uh, Antonio Pierce, and then what's his name from the Raiders are all former players of that team. Yep, a uh, former players of that team coaching the team to like th- yep. to play hard and play for them. I mean, maybe not so much the Raiders, but definitely the Texans, uh, the Raiders recently. But the Texans yep. this whole year and the in the Lions the last two years, dude. It's like I think in, in basketball you saw like the, good, like the moving saw- off like a, <laughs> moving away from like a Phil Jackson type. I know Phil played, I know Phil played, but like moving away from a Phil Jackson type and moving towards like the Steve Kerr's and like, kind of like the guys like that. And you can kind of see it in the NFL, dude, all of these, all of these Kevin O'Connell types, all of these, like all of these Antonio Pierce's all yep. of the, all, all of the, all of the different, like uh former players being coaches, you're seeing them be successful, which is kind of deep. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I'm on
2: the, I'm on the lines bandwagon. Like, I mean, like you want to root for a team like that to have success. like, you know, as great as the 49ers are, like you know, you want to see the Lions like really do it. For
1: sure. You want to go to a team that will never fucking root for Barry? Take it away. Oh god, here we go. Bills thirty one, Cowboys ten. This is a this is what we call a home wrecker pick, dude. I think this game got Kojak and I. This was an O and two game for the BTP got, boys.
0: And it got me. It got me too on a personal level.
1: Oh, really <laughs> so we're 0-3 for morale here. It was a padded a padded room was needed over at the bearish household. Yeah. But uh yeah, we say it every fucking time. We said it when they were sucking, we said that before they sucked, and we said that now that they're coming up. Dude, the Bills rushed for 260 fucking yards, five and a half yards of rush. Like dude, the it's been it's been the same formula for Josh Allen. Dude, he's a great player. Well, great players are crazy. But he's a good he's a good quarterback, he's a good playmaker, but if you give him too much responsibility, if you put too much of the outcome yeah. in the game in his hand, he will make a mistake and he will fuck you. He will fuck you good, he will fuck you hard and you will lose. And that's why in this game you give James Cook 25 carries for 180 yards. Like dude, that's like that's if you have balance and you can give Josh Allen instead of like throwing the ball 50 fucking times he throws it 15 times but then has like a rushing attack like this like that's what you that's what you need like maybe this is a little out of balance and a little crazy for like how you want the balance to be but like the pendulum swung way farther in the other direction and it was a it was a good outcome when it swings all the way in the other direction and it's more pass heavy it's a bad outcome yeah. I think and this game says ten times more about the Bills than it says about the Cowboys. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Mm. Uh, I, I, I disagree. I disagree bold. on that. I disagree I on that. Bold. I'm going to I'm going to say this: the weather played a significant impact in this game. There was it was heavy rain throughout throughout the game. Yeah, but yes, this if the, anything, this should say to the Buffalo Bills: hey, we can run the ball. We should be more balanced because they rushed for 266 yards in this game. Josh Allen didn't even throw for 100. Unbelievable. Like you never you never expect that to come out of the Buffalo Bills, but because weather played a part in it, that's what you get. Remember when the Patriots went up there and they threw the ball three times and they beat the, the Bills in a in a snow wind game that was going on up there? Same kind of thing. It was kind of the same thing. Yeah. But I I'll push back. I think it says more about the Dallas Cowboys. They're the elite yeah. of the NFC right now. The NFC is the more dominant conference. And I think we said it last week. We were all on the Dallas train. I know you and Coach made it your picks. I didn't, and because you guys did, but I was 100 on the board with Dallas winning this game, especially laying points. Mm-hmm. They obviously showed up and laying eggs, but, yeah. but it's the same. It's the same thing with Dallas, it's, and, and I think it's going to bite them when it comes to the playoff time, where yeah. you don't know they're, they're so inconsistent, and you don't know, you don't know what kind of team you're going to get. And before this game, we're talking about Dak Prescott as the MVP, and now after it, you're like, he's completely an afterthought at this point because of how. Don't even get me started
1: on that stupid fucking award. We're We're not going to
0: talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. Brock Purdy for MVP. Let's go. Um, but seriously, like it says more about Dallas to me than Buffalo. I mean, we know what Buffalo is. You know that they can win. They can win games and fight for their playoff lives and all of that. Dallas losing this game and not being able to take the elements and being able to adapt. To those elements i think is going to make play a major part for a team that's now probably going to be playing on the road in the playoffs at some point if they want to if they want to make the super bowl so for me it says more about dallas buffalo finally running the ball is a is a a, a nice breath of fresh air for for buffalo mm. bills fans i personally hate it let's be real i hate the he hate the buffalo bills Fuck them but <coughs> seriously it was an absolute this was i didn't even want to turn this one i was listening to it i was going i was going somewhere i forget where i was going when this game was on i was listening to it on my way there and when they were down 14 nothing i'm like i'm turning it off because i'm just gonna get aggravated and then my kids are gonna scream at me and i'm just gonna i'm gonna end up having a heart attack (laughs) driving my car so it wasn't worth it but kudos to buffalo for winning this game is a big game they absolutely needed to have it given how the afc went they got it done i just hope that they don't make the playoffs tommy what do you think how do you feel about who who does it say more about Dallas or Buffalo to you? You know where we both
1: stand.
2: I want to say like it's it's kind of more about like more about Dallas. Like I think the Bills like I think like I think the I think it's good for the Bills in a way where they dominated the game in more of a different fashion than maybe you'd see like it wasn't as, you know, slinging the ball down the field and getting Stefan Diggs all the, all the uh you know all his touches but they, they were good defensively. They smothered Dallas defensively like Dallas couldn't really generate didn't seem like much of anything and then you're just running the ball down Micah Parsons throat and curb stomping him for a whole four quarters and it, you know what it, it they remind me of like the New York Yankees and the Toronto Maple Leafs every year is their year until it's just really not their year and it's just like let them accomplish something before tooting their horn. And it just seems like all eyes are always on the Cowboys because it's Dallas Cowboys and that's just the way the media kind of paints them out. And you're right. They were talking back MVP like a week ago and then he goes into Buffalo and kind of turtle shelled and just didn't look and and like Burge was saying, like you just don't know what, what kind of team you're gonna get. Like are you gonna get the giant or the Cowboys defense that you know, smothered the Giants in the beginning of the year and practically shut them out. Or are you going to get this? Like, what are you going to get? You just you don't know. And they have talent. They, they you know they can, you know they can definitely move the ball down the field. They, they mm-hmm. have a good defense. Their defense has been good. Bland is amazing to watch. And- oh and yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's fantastic. Like to lose digs and then that guy comes in. Like good for good for him. But I think it does say more about the Cowboys than it does the Bills. Like, to allow two, over almost 300 rushing yards. <laughs> I know. Dude, I know. that's not good.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, shout out to Stephen A. Smith. I love his reactions every time that yeah. Dallas Cowboys lose. It's unbelievable. Stephen A., if you're listening to us here, come, come on, on the, the pod button. with us. We want to we trash the Dallas Cowboys with you. The Dallas Cowboys missed a golden opportunity – to you know, kind of make a statement in the NFC South or no, east. NFC set Cent- NFC East. Sorry, yes, I, I don't know why I thought it was Al the South. Central. I, I did, I did my, <laughs> I did my, uh, I did my geography there, and I screwed that up. But yes, the N- NFC East. Oh no,
1: Dallas being in the NFC East makes a lot of sense.
0: Yes, absolutely does.
1: When there's like four teams, there's like ten teams east of them in the NFC alone.
0: Ridiculous. Anyway,
1: sorry, map yeah. yeah. guy.
0: They missed their opportunity to kind of leapfrog their their opponent there in the division there, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. What a game. What a game last night. We're recording Tuesday, so this was a Monday night football game. The Seahawks and the Eagles. We talked about this last week on the podcast, and the Eagles win another one. I'm sorry, the Seahawks win another one. I think it's eight in a row now that the Seahawks have won against the Philadelphia Eagles. Boy, this game says a lot about the Philadelphia Eagles, in my opinion. I know we'll yep. move on from this one quick. There's not a lot to talk about. Drew Locke comes in, starts the game last minute. Last last minute of the game, throws a touchdown to JSN. I'm not even gonna try to say his full name. Unbelievable. Unbelievable finish to the game. Unbelievable. Don't don't derail it. Don't derail it.
1: Unbelievable finish to the game. I know, you're trying. You're trying. You're trying. You're trying. No dude this was um this was the classic this was a classic like what the hell is good with a good team you know what i mean this is like the egos have kind of like Look like this on offense for a while, like they're super. Like we were talking about efficiency recently. Like Jalen Hurts, seventeen of thirty-one for two picks. Like that's not efficient, bro. And like no, their not team, there he's he is not a surgical enough passer. He's not an efficient enough pass, passer to be making mistakes like that. So the efficient they run for they they run for under five yards of carry. Four point seven is good, but if you're throwing two picks, turning the ball over, not and good. throwing it throwing at like a fifty-five percent rate, like that's not good enough. You're not. It's not like you're running for two hundred fifty yards like the fucking Bills did. But yeah, I I think Philly I don't I think they're low-key frauds. I think what did they win like 11 one-score games last year when they went to the Super Bowl and now they're now they're kind of getting kind of getting snake bitten mm-hmm. in those games now. So, um mm-hmm. I think Sirianni, kind of a little bit of a fraud. 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 I'm not a big fan of his, dude. He's like looking across the field and like talking shit to Pete Carroll. I'm like, bro, Pete Carroll's a Pete Carroll's oh, an OG. He's he's a he's a he's a, he's a, he's a didn't he? He won a college. Uh, he won a college national championship, and then yeah. he won a uh, 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 an game. NFL Super Bowl. Like it's like, dude, that that's a that's a legend. And you lost in the Super Bowl, and you were fucking crying on the sidelines. Oh, dude, love America. I I cry when I hear I, I cry at like flyovers at Red Sox games for F 18s Like, but like you're a, you're a, you're yeah. a douche. I fucking hate that guy. But um, yeah, I said this. I think this says a lot more about the Eagles in a negative way
0: absolutely totally agree i'm not a buyer of them tommy what do you think
1: they've they've kind
0: of been
2: like kind of weird all year i got a couple Mm -hmm. of fans that are uh a couple guys that are like giants fans that they kind of go in like kind of on the eagles because it's like they're getting it done they're getting it done but they don't look good but they somehow managed to like squeak these games by and it's like now you're kind of seeing where it's like oh it's all kind of catching up to you and matt patricia baby Wait to blow it. Oh my god. You know, beautiful. <laughs> oh, just you gotta classic. plant
0: that seed right now, don't you? You gotta you gotta beautiful. throw that in
1: there. <laughs> it's beautiful.
2: I, oh, I like I saw it today and I didn't really realize it in the game and I was like, wow, he really like just just fucked up, didn't he? Like but it, it does say more about the Eagles. Like good for Drew Locke and like good for the Seattle Seahawks, like just kind of executing and doing enough to like secure that W and, and kinda holding this Eagles offense that has potential to be really good, but as you guys laid out, it just the inefficiency thing. So it's like taking advantage of an inefficient offense and doing enough to secure a W and keep yourself in the mix for the playoff picture because, I mean, even though that's more of a gauntlet of a conference, like they're still mm-hmm. kind of – they're hanging on. They're still in the mix. Absolutely. And a healthy, and a healthy walker helps. Oh, you know, 100%. Like having, having oh, that shit, run game, dude, he's so Having good. that run game helps so much.
0: Absolutely. Three
1: reception, three receptions for uh, twenty-five yards, too. Nice. So, beast mode.
0: All right. Yeah. So let's let's roll into the uh, the playoff picture here. We'll talk, roll, we'll start with the NFC. We just rolled up with the NFC here. We got the 49ers at the one seed. Cowboys are currently sitting at number two with a clinch playoff spot. Lions three. Buccaneers four. Eagles are five. Vikings are sitting in the six hole. The Rams, Joe's Rams, are in the seven hole.
1: My dark horse, time. they're in right now. Let's go. They are
0: in right now. There are two teams right on the fringe, same record as the Rams. That's the Seahawks and the Saints. And then you got the Falcons, the Packers sitting at six and eight. How do you do? You, do you see any of the teams on the bubble right now, leapfrogging the Rams or the Vikings to get into the playoffs? Or you you think that what we see right now is what we're going to get with three games? To Who's go?
1: Who's on the outside looking in, and why are they going to overtake the Vikings? Let's start there.
0: You have the Seahawks, the Saints, the Falcons, and the Packers are the four teams that are out right now. The
2: Falcons are a no for me. The Saints, depending. (laughs) Tommy's like, that's a
1: no for me. The
2: Saints, it depends. It just depends what you get. Like, what version of Derek Carr are you going to get this week? Mm -hmm. How much can the defense do? They have the pieces, which is the frustrating part, dude. Oh, the Saints! The Saints well, play the
0: Rams next week.
2: They got the Rams, the Bucks, and the Falcons, so those games matter. Actually, Thursday especially, night they play the Rams. Yeah, especially especially the uh, Buccaneers one because the Bucks are. Oh, right they there. could I mean, be the that division, division. That division's pure ass. ass. They could win that division though, right? Even though they're mm-hmm, in the yeah. eight seed, they could end seven, up being the seven and seven. That's, I don't that's know. What
1: the... Tampa Bay's cooking right now, though Mm mm-hmm it it, i mean the
2: seahawks maybe i it i it though those are the only two that i think can really overtake uh minnesota is potentially the seahawks and the saints that's
1: it i I don't think drew lock is like weirdly good in spurts though so like he had those a couple he had a couple good games like the young jeezy game with the with the, the broncos and shit so as much as I want to say, oh, he played good tonight. I mean, he still he was still threw for two hundred yards and a touchdown. Like it's not like he's a world beater, but like I don't know if he could be a game the manager enough. enough though to get in. Yeah, but I mean, dude, they have good the skill position they players. Money, they have yeah. Justin Smith and Jigba. They have DK Metcalf. They have uh, Lockett, Walker. Say what you want, Noah Fant, still a viable tight end. They mm-hmm. have like they have they have Charbonnet, who's a, who's another good running they back. Have they have. They have the pieces, and Pete Carroll's a pretty good defensive, and they have a pretty good defensive like kind of scheme and minds there. So, I mean, if I had to gun to my head, I would probably go with the Seahawks. But I mean, Jesus Christ, what a what a shit show it is at the bottom of that division, at the so the, of that the,
0: conference. The the Vikings have two against the Lions, and then they play the Packers as well. So three. Divisional games to wrap up their season. I don't like them to make the playoffs at that point. I don't what like them enough. to
1: win a single one of those games. Me no, either.
0: I, Me and either. I
2: the, and I think the Lions, even though they're ten and four, they're gonna they're still playing for seedings. Oh, 100 yep. percent. Like, yep. like because really the forty nine ers are eleven and three, and you're tied with Dallas. So it's like, know, and still, it, and you then, still have something meaningful to play for if you want that home field
1: to some degree. Especially if the forty nine ers go down to Baltimore this uh, this weekend too. If Forty nine ers go down to Baltimore, then you got. I think you have like four teams within one game of the one seed. So like they are going to, they're definitely going to be playing, especially, especially if those are a divisional games and B, they're going to be able to maybe snag a bye. And Josh Dobbs and Nick
2: Mullins aren't exactly like, Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not, they're not not, not, not threading the needle or
0: anything. Exactly. Yeah. So I think the Vikings are the best possibilities to drop out of that race. I agree with you guys. Let's move on to the AFC. It's a little bit more wide open. I mean, you got, Four teams sitting at eight, it's eight and six right now. And you got another two teams that are sitting at seven and seven right now. I'm not even going to get into the, you know, kind of the top of the league. Cause I think the co- top of the conference is pretty much decided at this point.
1: Whoa.
2: Um, Whoa. Oh, the Jags, the Colts and the Texans all have the same record.
0: Yes. It's, it's a significant, like, there's a lot to talk about there. Whoa. And then you have the Texans and the Colts are sitting in the playoffs In the wild card, Jacksonville is currently leading the division at the same record. So, that I I was one on the uh, at the beginning of the season, but talking about the AFC South that it was going to be one of those teams that was going to get in with like a, a sub 500 record. And somehow, three of the teams are eight and six right now, which is wild to me. Um, Bengals are also eight and six, the Bills are eight and six on the outside looking in. The Steelers and the Broncos are both seven and seven, so there's a lot yep. to be decided in the last three weeks of the season. Right now, currently, the Bengals, the Colts, and the Texans, i am sorry, the uh, the Browns, the Col- uh, Bengals, and the Colts hold the wild card slots. Yeah. Do you see any of those three teams seating or getting rid of one of those wild card spots? And some one of the teams on the outside, the Texans, the Bills, the Steelers, and the Broncos taking those
1: playoff spots. I think the I think the Bills get in. Yeah, I do too. I, I think the Bills, get in. I think the Bills Texans. and the Texans have the best shot. It depends on also depends on Stroud's help. Stroud's out this week, yeah.
2: So that kind of hurts them. Um, the Colts, I don't know if they're without Pittman. That kind of stings. I mean, but good for Minshew Mania. To, I think the Browns are a lock. I think they stay in. Uh, the Bengals. It's so hard to say. I think the Bills I'm get buying it. it. Ultimately.
0: I'm buying the Bengals.
2: I'm buying the Bengals, and I'm I'm taking the Bills. I think if Stroud's health with a concussion just prolongs itself, don't rush the kid back. Like yeah, it was know, yeah, say, yeah I was mean, just yeah. No reason to D'Amico rush him, him dude. D'Amico you're ahead
1: of schedule anyway, bro. Yeah, He's a rookie. Exactly.
2: D'Amico, Ryan, you've done enough. Like you've gotten this franchise back on the map. Like you're yeah,
1: the number just, two overall pick, and the next year you win eight plus games. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's you just, take that just, ten times out of ten.
2: Take that victory. You know, this team's going to be good for a while. Just, you know, just enjoy this year and just kind of move on. But, yeah, I think the Bills get in. The Steelers, I think, are cooked. The Raiders yep. need too much help. Denver, I think, is a wash. I don't think they get in. If they do, they're just going to get embarrassed.
0: They, they are going to get embarrassed, but I'm buying the Broncos getting into the playoffs. I think the Browns Ooh. and the Bengals will hold their spots. I'm buying the Broncos to get that last spot. They play the Patriots, the Chargers, and the, Rand, uh, the Raiders. To close out uh, their, their season.
2: Uh, oh wow! So you know what? They could go like nine and eight, possibly. Not I think they really may drop one of those games.
0: Yep. Maybe the Raiders or the Patriots. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. But I think that I think that the Broncos, <laughs> the Broncos, the Browns, and the Bengals are the wild card teams in that division. The AFC South.
2: AFC South. Whoever wins it, I think it's going to be ultimately the Bucks. But AFC, AFC, AFC. Bucks- AFC. Oh, AFC. Sorry. Oh, AFC. What's? Uh, I'm the, out on the Jackson? Jaguars.
0: I'm out on the Jaguars. I think that the, I think that the Colts or the Texans, again, defending on Stroud, have a chance to really overtake that team because I think that the Jacksonville team is reeling right now.
1: Yeah, so. I think I think Jacksonville is gonna if it currently. Con- I- <laughs> I feel like that Jacksonville is going to hold that four seed. And I definitely think they're going to lose at home to the, the the Browns. They do not have the infrastructure. We simply do not have the facilities for that Right? is how they're going to have to deal with the defensive line of the Browns. There's no way that they can handle the Browns, the front seven. Yeah. You saw that
2: Ravens game. Like, I mean, poor Trevor Lawrence, man, like that. I mean that, that, that Ravens defense isn't a bad unit either. And they got after him pretty efficiently. So I do agree. I think, it, you know, depending on their schedule, they're going to get kind of eaten apart.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know. I You hope you hope just so for tight. like cool shit to happen. That's all you wait for. It was like, I just want cool shit to I, I happen. Want, I want the Texans to get in, but if Shroud isn't Damn. playing, I don't see it really. I agree. I, I agree. don't see it being a thing, but like, I want, want them to re- get the pick to bolster his offense to give him more shit. Yep. All righty. So we are going to start a uh, new segment here. Uh, actually, yeah, we're going to start a new segment here. Officially it's new. Called, it's official. It's official, It's an official segment now, not just an off-the-cuff thing. Um, it's going to be called QB Catfish. I'm going to give two options for the team, whoever's on the podcast. Obviously, that's Tommy today. Hopefully, a couple, times, a couple more times in the future here. Um, and then everybody's going to have to pick the quarterback just based on stats. And then after, I'm going to clown you for being dumb. All right. You're not,
0: you're not allowed to use Josh Allen. We we've already established that earlier, (laughs) earlier episodes. I
1: am choosing to not listen to what you just said.
2: It's going to be like like a competition of like Steve McNair and like, I don't know,
1: garden Minshew. This one, this one's almost, almost is, I think might be a bigger disparity. So, all right. So first player, player a 60% completion percentage. 4,000 yards, 24 touchdowns, 8 picks, 88 rating. Player, what did I say, A or 1? You said A. All right, player B is (laughs) (laughs) – has uh, a little bit better completion rating, 61% completion rating, 3,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, six interceptions with a 96 rating. We're going to go around the room here. Bears, you're going last just just because I want you to go last. But where's you going last? So let's start with our guests. We always do guests first. I was raised right. I was raised a mensch. Tommy, you want quarterback A or B?
2: So like it's, they're so similar. It's
1: it's not. I feel like it's not
2: that far. Oh <laughs> uh, how many yards did B have
1: again? Thirty. So 30. B had thirty-five hundred. So about five hundred yards less. Both played a 16-game season, so neither of them have played a 17-game. These are not 17-versus-16-game stats. That's a good um, clarification
0: right there.
2: I'm I'm going to go – I guess I'm going to go with B. Just seems like a little slightly more efficient there. Okay. Okay.
1: I like that pick. Kojak? I'm going to go with A. All right. <laughs> All right. Break. Kojak's going with A. I hate that fucking reaction. <laughs> I. am um, a I, manipulator.
0: <laughs> I'm going to agree with Tommy's assessment. B seems a little bit more efficient, so I'm going to take B.
1: Kojak, congratulations! You just <laughs> paid, gave yourself 20 Sweet. years of prosperity with the Patriots. You, you have drafted Tom Brady. You have drafted <laughs> oh, Tom. Congratulations, Kojak. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear what these fucking idiots did?
0: Oh, Jesus. Hear <laughs> <these> <laughs> idiots
1: did? Let's hear these it. Took. 2010 Josh Freeman,
0: 2010
1: Josh Freeman versus 2019 Tom Brady. Yikes, brothers. Yikes.
0: What are we taking him as though? If we're going to do this, what are we taking him as? Like our franchise quarterback or for like one season?
1: You guys still picked Tom. But you guys still picked Josh Freeman over Tom Brady. So whatever the answer to that question is, you guys you still picked wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> who was Josh Freeman even playing with in 2010?
1: The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, but who was who's on, on? they were nine and seven. Did they make the on, playoffs?
0: Did they make the playoffs?
1: Hold on, I have it right here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, on. Who's on that roster? I think that was uh, two thousand. Do they miss the playoffs? Oh. They missed the playoffs that year. <laughs> were they seven and nine or nine and seven? Hold on, where is he? The uh,
0: twenty ten Tampa Bay Buccaneers were ten and six.
1: Ten and six. Hold on, I'm on the Tampa Bay Duff Buccaneers <laughs> right now. Hold on, who do they got on the team?
0: This is why this segment is gold.
1: Oh, they had Le- Garrett. Br- they had the Le- Garrett Blount rush for a thousand yards. Cadillac Williams uh, rush for four thousand yards. Dude,
2: they had, like, then, nobody at like receiver. Holy Yeah, God. what did they do at receiver? Hold on. I uh, can't even find that yet. Wow, their receiving was dog shit.
1: Kellen Winthor Mike Wood. Damn. They had, the OG, they had the OG Mike Williams. Wow. Wow. That was
0: so bad. Those Aurelis
1: men. Bren. You had Aurelis Bren. You would you had pick Lelis Tom Brady Bren. for the
0: first one. You would pick Tom Brady for the first one. <laughs> I had one.
1: to. I had to. I should have known you know, better. You, Dude, you know to be totally honest. I was thinking about it, I was like, all right, what is Tom Brady's worst fucking season? So I just I was like, oh, I can't go back. He like, won the 40, MVP 000. in 2010. No, I didn't want to go back to before 2010. So I set the delineation. Dude, Josh Mayman was a 13 highest passing yards in 2010. <laughs> dude, he handled <laughs> But I Nova. knew, but I knew, Burj, I knew I could you. get you. I knew I'd get you if I could find a more efficient quarterback. If I found a quarterback with more touchdowns, less interceptions and a better completion percentage, I knew you would pick him. So that's the only reason I set it up this way. Because that was the well, analysis. God, you can't my, fish me. You can't fish to. me. I had to. I know you like, I know you're more, uh, never mind. I could get wicked funny here, but we're not, we're going to keep it PG-13 <laughs> on the podcast today. <laughs> Anyways, do we want to move on? Do we want to roll, right? Do we want to do back-to-back Joe segments? All right, buddy. let's get into our picks. I have another theme song for our picks from last week. Oh, God.
2: (laughs) I hurt myself today.
1: To see if I still feel. All right, that was 28 seconds for all the copyright hardos. Well done, well done, well done. All right, it, brother, it's it's getting dark over on the BTP side for, for gambling. Um, we had another under 500 week to say the least. Uh, we did get more than one win this week though, which is uh, huge for huge for the mojo. Um, so I'll just run it. I'll just run it back. From the top, and then I'll go over the uh, the the total numbers here. So I had my lock is Green Bay minus three and a half, dumbass. I had uh, another pick of Dallas plus two, dumbass. I had another pick of Cincinnati. <laughs> I don't think that's right. I don't think that one's right.
0: You still I don't lost. Think that, I
1: don't think. Oh no, I did have Cincinnati minus three and a half, and they and they only won by three. That was a loss, dumbass. Dumbass. Then <laughs> We had Baltimore minus three and a half for Bears' Lock. What a great win! We, everybody here appreciates you. My dogs appreciate having food in their bowl. Then he he uh, started. He, he ran right into another loss. Atlanta minus three. What an awful game! What an awful, awful fucking game, game. dude! That was basically a high school football game. It was yeah. fucking terrible, yes. dude. And then and then the the Atlanta had the audacity to tweet out. They tweeted out. Desmond Ritter for Pro Bowl like tweets like promoting him to no. go to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, no, I no. would have, I would have. Oh, sorry, you, franchise. That if that was if that was the Patriots, that stadium would have looked like January sixth if if they tweeted that <laughs> yeah. about a Patriots player. It <laughs> wow. would have been an insurrection. I would have been pissed. That's that's unbelievable lack of self awareness there. And then um Burris did end the day with uh Indy minus two, which was a win. Go. Great pick. Go. And then, uh, yeah, Minshew Mania. We're absolutely riding that. And then Kojak had a uh, Dallas money line, uh, which ended up as a loss. Boo. Great job, Co. We, we love the participation, though. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll roll right into next week. I am not going to learn from my mistakes. I'm going to make the same mistake twice, and I'm going to take Green Bay minus four and a half. Um, I have absolutely no facts behind why I'm picking this, and I really don't care. I I am a quarterback guy. I think Jordan Love, he has fits and starts. He goes up, he goes down. He goes up, he goes down. He's been down for two games. Um, If I get off of him now, he's going to go off for three touchdowns and 300 yards. I know he is. So I'm just going to keep riding this one out. Gets me to my next pick, which is Detroit minus three. If you listen to the pod, if you've listened to just this pod, you understand why we know that. They've got their mojo back. They're playing good. They are, I'm pretty sure – don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure they're on the road this week. Yeah, they are on the road, but they're playing Minnesota. They fucking suck. So hopefully those two things negate each other and the uh, Detroit comes out with the win. Then it'll get me to my lock of the week. Me and Burks were talking about this in the fucking group message before we started today. You have, the two, you have the two best teams. You have the best team from each conference matching up late in the season, and one of those teams is mo- almost a touchdown dog. I'm going to yeah. take the points every fucking time there's Mm -hmm. too much parity in this league the teams are too closely matched and i'll take the team with a better quarterback 10 times out of 10 give me baltimore in san francisco plus five and a half burge i'm gonna ask you one more time fuck me up
0: i I'm, i'm gonna start off by by praising you i love that pick i love that pick anytime you lay that that many points when you have a potential super bowl matchup you take you take the dog in that to cover that yep. every day. I, yep. I could see very well see this being a three four point game at the end yep. of the day. I'm going to start off a team that we kind of loaded on earlier on in this episode. I'm going to take Cincinnati minus two against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the Steelers are a team right now. They're they are playing at home in this one, but just yeah. transitioning again to another quarterback. Mason Rudolph's going to make the start this week. That team is in absolute disarray. I don't. I don't. I I, I made yeah. the mistake of picking them earlier in the year, and they bit me. So I'm out on them. And I love what Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals are doing there with Zach Taylor. So give me the Bengals laying the two points there. I'm going to ride another team that I've been on a lot this year on the pod. That's Indianapolis. They are plus one on the road in Atlanta. Give me Indianapolis there. We just talked about Atlanta being a bad team
1: with the, the yep. whole
0: social media everything. It's, you don't have to
1: say anything. You'd love this motherfucking uh, Colts team, dude.
0: I like. I love the team. I, I I love what Gardner Minshew has been able to do there, especially especially after they lost Anthony Richardson for the year. If he, they didn't lose him for the year, this team could be looking at something completely different, especially in that dumpster division that we thought was going to be at the beginning of the year. They could have separated themselves from all that. So give me Indy plus one. My lock of the week is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they are at home, a home dog plus one. I guess one of those other teams, those dumpster fire teams from the uh, AFC, the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that is absolutely reeling. They, they're, they're struggling kind of to stay afloat right now. So give me Tampa Bay plus one, especially the way that Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield has been playing there. So Tampa Bay plus one is going to be my lock.
1: All righty. Well, Kojak.
0: Oh, hey, <coughs> pal. Excuse me. Wow. <laughs>
1: All right, um, so we're going to move on. Tommy, what do you got for this? I'm just kidding. Coach, what do you what do you got? Um, I'm a player prop guy, as everyone knows, Tommy. I don't know if you're into player props. but uh,
2: I like player props.
1: It's too early in the season to do it, obviously. Or the week, what? excuse me. Thank Shut you. up. Um, I'm going to go uh, Seahawk money line. fire yeah. the fuck they were playing. Hosting Seattle, the, Seattle money line. Oh, Titans, going with? Titans, yeah. Titans, yeah. I like yeah. the
0: pick. I like it.
1: Yeah. I like it. Tennessee is kind of weird.
0: Mm-hmm. But... Tommy. What
1: are you getting at? Only only minus 140, too. That's it. That's not that's not terrible. Playing 140 to make a hundred bucks.
2: Heck yeah.
1: All right, Tommy. You've been brought on here for one reason and one reason only. Save it's us. Your, it is your dashing good. Oh. Um. Yeah. Give us a pick.
2: All right. So I I came in with three. I'm taking the Eagles minus ten and a half. Uh, As much as I like Tommy Cutlets, uh, (laughs) greatest the greatest Italian
1: guy alive, and his agent is a baller. (laughs) But as much wait, did you hold? Wait, did you hold on when you're talking about the agent? Did you see that pizza shop in New Jersey? <laughs> yes. Dude, he fucked dude. They, he signed a deal for 10 grand and now he's yep. all big time and he doubled the doubled his price for two hours to 20 Gs. Yep. <laughs> Amazing. As the green suit is
2: the Grinch. As much as I like Tommy Cutlets, uh the Eagles, I think, especially after that loss to Seattle, they are just gonna they're gonna kick the piss, I think, out of the Giants. I just, I see it. And then I'm, I'm, you know, even though I'm a Raiders fan, I'm a little realistic. I'm not going to sit here and be like Antonio Pierce is going to stomp in the arrowhead and beat Kansas city. I'm taking Kansas city money line. Just going to keep that one nice and simple. But my lock is bills. Minus 11. The The chargers just, just dropped 63 points on themselves. I, I, I just I think the Bills are just gonna ride that momentum and they're gonna I mean they're playing Easton stick, it <laughs> just is what it is. That's like, unbelievable. Hockey that stick, is the hockey like stick, the hockey
1: stick. Dude, the simulation is just running out of names right now. Just like fucking name after hockey stick.
2: It honestly just is what it is. Like I mean I'm not trying to go with the easy obvious picks, but if we're trying to get a lock, <laughs> I think I'm gonna take the lock on a Bills minus 11. I could easily see them winning this game by two touchdowns or more.
0: Love it. As much as I hate it, but the Buffalo Bills, I love when somebody takes a double-digit spread, laying the points, love it.
1: All right, so that puts us uh, after our picks for this week are in the air. After last week's picks, our locks are twelve and nine, which Picked. I would say twelve wins out of twenty-one picks. I'll take that any day of the fucking week. We're making money there. Um, can't say so much about our overall number here. Uh, it's been a, it's been what we call a nosedive. Uh 31 and 30 31 35 and 2. Ooh, after, we're under 500 or,
0: yeah. after that. Wow.
1: Way under 500. We need a big wow. week. We need a big week. Tommy, you keep winning, you keep coming on the pod. Long story short is what we're saying. <laughs> right, right <laughs> <laughs> Even if we just have to bring you in as like a hired gun, just a closer, just call you in at the end of every episode for 15 minutes be like, "Tommy, we need some wins, <laughs> hey, buddy." Yeah, we just we need your picks, man. We need your picks. <laughs> for man. real. We need for your real. Bets. Thank you for coming on, though, dude. This has been a long yeah, time yeah. coming. We appreciate all the engagement on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, it's, it takes uh, it takes what do they say? It takes a village to raise a child, so it takes a village to raise a podcast here. So we always appreciate the engagement. We appreciate all the okay. listens. We appreciate the downloads. We appreciate all that, man. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You want to you want to you want to plug uh, plug your socials in here, your podcast, all that. Go for it.
1: Plug whatever you want. Besides my, never mind. <laughs>
0: Why do we uh, let him on the podcast again? Why, Kojak? Why do we do that? Why do we let him dude, on here? I air? don't know, man. I really don't.
2: I got my Twitter like on the screen here. It's at uh, TJ Bennett thirty uh, seven. I'm one half of the Drop the Myth podcast with Primetime just doing hockey coverage. Uh, definitely was a lot of fun just to do this, talk football, something a little different than just hockey twenty four seven, which I usually am doing. So, but it was fun, man. Like you know, I- I've been listening to you guys like since you guys dropped. You know, everyone kind of has their shtick of what they want to listen to, but, you know, you guys bring a little bit of everything, humor, but you guys also, like, have good football knowledge.
0: You know, yeah, we so somebody, so somebody appreciate
2: that, bro. Someone who wants to, like, so like, take in the league, like, you know, you want to listen to people that actually kind of have, like, an idea of what they're talking about, and you guys have an idea of what you're talking about. So, it's just, it's fun to listen to every week. Passion's unmatched. You know, so I mean, it, it, you know, I appreciate you guys bringing me on just, just for fun, you know, just to talk some football. Uh, would love to do this again in the future. Uh, don't know if any of you guys have children other than Bergie but you know, if you got you no know, cool, enjoy the fact that you don't have kids right now. Um, yes,
1: but, <laughs> yes, we, we have, actually just found out Bergie had kids like just recently. So, oh, dude, two I'm- episodes ago. <laughs> A, it's a joke, bro. It's a joke. Uh,
2: I mean, Burrs, you, your wife, your kids, man. Like, you guys have a merry Christmas, good Absolutely. holiday. Hope you, hope Thank good you fun. too, Tommy. Merry you Christmas. too, bro. Joe, Kojak, you, your spouses. You know, you guys just have a really awesome Christmas, man. You happy as well, bro, I Appreciate it. You know, Absolutely.
1: Joe is Jewish. Ring, you know, ring in the new year. You know, happy new year. Jewish. <laughs> Dude, I got I got Christmas presents with my fucking name on it, sitting within ten feet of me right now, brother.
2: <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> Buy yourself. Hey, you gotta buy yourself a Christmas gift every year.
1: Dog. If my parents wanted to fuck around and get divorced, I'm celebrating both for the rest of my life. All right. (laughs) There you go. It's blame it, blame it on them, brother. That's awesome. Oh, absolutely.
2: Celtics uh, come on in like 15 minutes. So there you go. Until 1 a.m., I'm gonna like eventually go to sleep.
0: Absolutely. Well, Tommy, again, thanks again for coming on. Love, love having you on here. We appreciate all you do for. You know, listen to us. Listen, all the content you put out for primetime, all the articles and everything are fantastic. So we're absolutely can't wait to have you on again. Thank you. Yeah. As always, you guys can, all, all you listeners can follow us on the, on Twitter at BTP underscore podcast underscore. Joe sure is at the underscore juicy Jew and Kojak at Alan 13. Brennan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you gotta no, change that. Change that shit. I'm not no changing shit. no, no, no. I'm not changing shit. Kojak if Aaron Rodgers like be... comes back, I'll change my fucking Twitter name to Ayahuasca Andy or Iowa Tony A. Tony Tony A. Tony A. How
0: you doing? Kojak doesn't want to be called by his first name. He's got to change his Twitter handle. That's how. That's that's as far as I'm I'm concerned on that. If I ever get chirped for calling him by his first name, change your Twitter handle, man. That's all I'm that's gonna
2: fair. say. That's fair. Kojak, as always,
0: guys. If you guys do like the hockey, check out Two pet Stack Pod. We just had a, a member of the NHL Bruins on the on the podcast. So be sure to check that out gotta. We want to go to any kind of sporting event, use the two-pad stack. That's the number two pad stack pod code on SeatGeek to save yourself $20 off your first order of tickets to a game. So be sure to check that out. As always, thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you all next week. Have a great holiday season. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. All of it. Yep. Thanks again. Be safe. Enjoy it with your families. Have a good week. Peace.